Digging the Garden, episode 10. Uh, I'm here with two guys that, uh, one of them's been on the podcast before, um, Yumi, and uh, I'm here with someone else from his camp, 95 Sound, uh, Menkare, and uh, these two guys are artists that have their own sound that they don't really skew from. Uh, if you've listened to this podcast before, then you'd know that like I've had artists that I've kind of said similar things about in like Freddie Stone and uh, Ramos himself. Um, and these guys fit that mold. Uh, and what's dope is that they both kind of come from like the same tree of, of uh, music and how they put stuff together is just very cohesive and, and super dope. Uh, so, yeah, guys, uh, how how did you guys uh, come to meet and how did you guys really like come to start working together? How did we meet? Shit. We um, met, I met I met him when we were little. Like I mean, well, he was little. Uh, yeah, he was not like, like he was younger, like in middle school, and I was a high school type shit. We met like briefly back then, but we started hanging out a couple years ago, like 2015 type yeah, shit. Just, a, just about, just about 2015, yeah. my sophomore year. Yeah, he used to um he used to chill with my homie Red a lot. We didn't hang out that much until he started like coming around Red and like my homie Ran. Yeah. Shout out to Red and Ran. And uh, yeah, ever since then we've just been keeping in touch, and like over the last two years maybe we yeah we got really close got really like, close. Did it start off as as a music um, relationship, or was it just like more friends, and then you guys found out about the music together? It was um it was basically like a respective relationship of like I know you do music, but it was more of just like I fuck with you, and we just get together. It's always a good time, so it started as that, and then a couple of years like 2017 about. We started actually getting into tracks with Red, and then because um, I originally collaborated with uh, Red, and that was how that was my really my avenue to Yumi. So um, we just started making music a couple of years back, and then just started getting into that. Okay, yeah. awesome, awesome. Um, where do you guys find the sound that you kind of fit in? <laughs> That's a good. I mean, it's it comes from a real place. It's not like you know we we out here just like making like like sad music try or anything. Hard. Or try hard, yeah. Like we, it, it comes from a real place, like. You know, our experiences in my life that I, I translate into my music is stuff he can relate to and vice versa. You know do you I mean? feel like, all right, so you guys are both from the Bloomfield area, right? Yeah. Do you feel like there's something about that area that leads you to that sound? Uh, I wouldn't say it's like the field. It's just like, I don't know. I honestly feel like it's a complete coincidence that we we hooked up in this way. Yeah, because yeah, it's like for sure. it's just like you know you know you meet you meet people and it's like you you just bond on a certain level and that's right, just right. how it really came about. I can't really say we was like a product of our environment. I mean, okay. if anything, it's just a product of being in the suburbs, you know. And it's just like I started making music because I was like young and I was bored and shit. Yeah. You know, because Bloomfield so like, is kind of it's kind of weird for anyone that's not from Jersey. Like Bloomfield is like suburb, but it still has its like hood element to it. Exactly. And you're so close to like Newark, and so it's I, yeah, you're not Edmonton. you're not really like far out of the hood. So may, that's why I'm saying like maybe that type of music kind of comes yeah. from being kind of one foot in, one foot out Bloomfield of both is, areas. Bloomfield's like a melting pot, kind of, of like everything. different of everything. You know what I mean? So that's like you know me and him growing up listening to Lincoln Park and shit. Like, right, right. That comes from Bloomfield because it's like you know there's there's a real like high not high preppy but like you know there's a high it's not high, high, high yeah, wealth it's, part. It's, and would you say that's low wealth, would you say that's like, more accepted yeah. in uh, in Bloomfield than it would be? Oh, Otherwise, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, if you yeah. were in Newark, I don't, I don't know if Lincoln Park is like nah, the nah, vibe. Nah, you exactly. know what I mean? That's 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 what really committed me to hip hop in the first place because I listened to Lincoln Park. It was the um, it was the encore. 
with Jay Z, I was like, yo, this shit is hard. But I was like, and then I go outside and I'm listening to uh, Fifty Cent, which was my favorite rapper at the time. I'm like, I gotta pick one. You know what I you mean? You know, so, you know what's really funny is that I I look at your style. And like the way you dress and the way you kind of like carry yourself in it, yeah. rem- it reminds me of June. Like it really does. <laughs> but Young but the sound, <laughs> but the sound is not June. Exactly. It's not even close to June. Exactly. You know. So it's kind of like it's funny. I feel like I wanted to ask you this: with your style, do you feel like it's misleading to to what your music kind of sounds like? Do you feel like people get confused often? Hell yeah. Put this a little bit closer. To I got you. I got you. Where, but. You think that that people kind of get thrown off when they hear your music because um, of your style? A hundred percent. I think even at our first show, I was like, um, the track listing I had to include some way, which is really like a street record, because I was like, I think they're gonna expect something out of me, like more like uh, diverse or uh, twenty baton. You know what I mean? Right, or right, even, right. Even uh, Porter Rock. Yeah. I think they was expecting that, but um, honestly, my focus right now is to make something that's never been heard. I'm really trying to create with 95 Sound a, a, a different genre. I think the best way you could put it is really alternative. Yeah. You know that that type of lane, but yeah, I think I think it's misleading, like my stature and all that. But right, right, right. Know. Well, I kind of I kind of fit in that as well because I've been the guy that. Every time I go to a studio or every time I do a collaboration, the first time they see me, it's like, oh, that's you're the guy that makes this music. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like that happens to me on a regular basis. Exactly. Like I, I was doing uh we did a show in, in Jersey City and um a kid came up to me and he's like, Oh, so you're the guy behind Diggy Metro, right? <laughs> and I find it funny because like I don't know what I'm supposed to look like. Like yeah. everyone <laughs> hears Diggy Metro and they expect like this really like small like person. And I don't, I don't know why, because like I don't see myself as that. Right. But like people, I, like yo, I've been told multiple times that they expected someone that's very small in stature. I don't know if it's because my name's Diggy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like kind of like playful cool and dude. like yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I feel like people kind of like get misled, and that's why I could relate to you on that completely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've always been making music that like doesn't look like me. Yeah, not you at know? all. Especially like my singing records. You know what I mean? Like you see the tattoos, all that. It's just right. It, it's just completely. You remember when we met? When I seen, I was like, "No way!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, could you talk to you? And it's like it's one thing, and then you listen, to you rap, and it's like, "Oh shit!" Like, <laughs> yeah. see, but but my what I like about being a different person from my records, like not not being different in terms of ideas or different in terms of like vocal range and stuff, but I like I like that my music doesn't really like tell you who I. It's like a different and side of you. It doesn't point you to who I am, like, facially or, like, stature-wise. It's good because I could separate myself from it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think that if, if, for instance, if I'm making these hard records talking about being a thug and blah, 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 I have to represent that in Real person life. as well. You know what I'm saying? You can't make a record talking about how hard you are and then you come off as, like, this softy in person exactly. because it just doesn't fit you. As a, as a it's just not a good musician. Not yeah, exactly. Like I feel like if you're fronting on on music, like at least if you talk to me, you can kind of see where my bars come from. Like exactly. you can kind of like understand, like oh, that's why he makes that type of music because yeah. I share the same ideas off the record. Right. You know, I don't think that we necessarily have to look the part that that the music no. uh, comes from anymore. You know, I'm not I'm not even a guy that even likes being seen too much you know what right. I mean I wanted it to be like um, heavy mystique behind our music you know what I mean like almost like faceless music 
you know, like Sia, or I think that's her name. Yeah. Um, Almost like that because it's an unbiased judgment. So if they don't see you, it's a blind, um, basically they paint their own world instead of it being, oh, this is what is about to play. You know what I mean? Right, right. So they interpret it how they want to interpret exactly. it instead of how we want to per, like, like get perceived yeah, or whatever. Because yeah. we all we perceive our shit how we do it, but it's like right. that's always been like like my goal specifically with music. Like I I, I want people to interpret it how they want to interpret it. Do you think that like, the perceptions off from from what you guys see your music as and from what others do? Because I feel like you guys are very in tune with that. Like I don't I don't think that it's far off. Now looking at you guys, you might not think like I'm sure when you first started posting pictures of you as Yumi, I, I would assume that people were like, what the fuck? Like I don't even remember honestly like <laughs> right. the reaction. But <laughs> like like for instance, hearing your see like hearing my name and thinking that I'm this like small dude or hearing your name and thinking that you might be like an Asian dude. Oh uh, no, you know what? You're actually dead right. People used to think I was like a Japanese girl back in the day, but right. I didn't post pictures. Yeah. And then like it was like, oh, plot twist. Like a, like, a black dude from <laughs> right. Jersey. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like that's what I'm saying. Like like that that kind of perception. Obviously you guys don't kind of fit the mold of like what people would think. Yeah. But as far as like who you guys are as people and like what you represent in the music, I think that it's aligned. Like, I don't think that it's far off at all. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I mean um, once you get to know us, it's just, it just becomes obvious. Like, oh, okay, I see you now. Like, it makes the music better. Yeah. As right. far as I know, you know, when you can actually talk to somebody and then you hear the stories that they've been through, it's like, oh shit, that's what he meant in that record. It just yeah. makes everything a little bit more personal. Knowing that you're 20 years old, and kind of like listening to your music from a standpoint of like, there's a lot of pain and there's a lot of like, just like truth in it, right? Yeah. How do you come to that at such a young age? Because, and and being 20, you always look at people that call you young and you're always like, bro, I'm not that young. Yeah. Right? But once you get to be like, like around my age, like 26, 27, you'll, you'll look back and be like, holy shit, I was a baby. You know what I mean? So yeah. how do you get to a point where you're able to talk about that much like realness on record um do you feel like you you've had that much experience to to talk about that have you experienced that much shit in life already oh yeah for sure i mean i wouldn't be able to write half the like i, I just wanted to be authentic because right. i remember being 13 and looking up to um like absol and i'm like yo I want to be that real. I want to give him... I want to give people that listen to my music that same feeling. Like, I used to get... Um, goosebumps. Goosebumps when I listen to certain artists. And I and I, re- I realized in recent years, I don't get goosebumps anymore. Right. So, um, the truth... It's, it's important because I, I was obsessed with Legacy at one point. I was like, if this is my last song, then this is what I'm going to say in it. And right, right. they have to remember that, you know what I mean? And they're going to respect that because I'm going to say something in every song. I'm going to spread love in every song, whether that's a pain song or a happy song. I'm just not not generally a happy artist, you know right, what I mean? Right, I'm, a, right. I'm a cool guy, but it's like when it comes to that music, nothing really hits me like that sub, that really gritty, dark um, music. It, it really, you don't you only grow from anguish. So that's when how you're, I approach it. When you're from the generation that you're from where majority of artists that are 20 years old are making like trappy records right. and stuff like that how do you how do you kind of like fall into the mold that you fell into because bro i would i would say like probably 99 percent of artists your age are, are not making the shit that you're making so that that's already a good standout thing about you yeah. you know how do you feel like you are different from artists your age and, and why did you get there um 
the only way I stand out is the um, genuine feelings. You'll feel something. Like I might, I might not be the most lyrical rapper. I might not be the best singer, but you're gonna feel the emotion I want you to feel from this song. Right. You know what I mean? And um, what what else is there to be? Like I don't want to be something that I'm not because I I can't let that like cause like I said legacy like when my son comes or you know wife or in the future like I can't let that shit be. My, um, what my son looks at right. you know what I mean I, like death comes up again but it's like I'm so heavily focused on that like losing my grandpa to heroin just different stories that I got to when I was older I, I finally realized I was like yo life is very very short and I gotta do as much as I can with this life as possible period why do you feel like more artists your age don't kind of fall into the mold that you're in um, because it's not promoted Right, it's just that simple. Like you like, said, hip hop turned to the memes and the dances. I had no choice to be a man. Like exactly, exactly. Um, I mean, I, I mean, you pretty much forced to be a man when you're surrounded by boys. Like, what do you want to do? Like, I'm not gonna be another motherfucker wearing like tight jeans, dyeing my hair just to appear to be something that is uh, promoted. Because usually, what's promoted is killing you. The right. food that we're eating is killing us. The, the shows that we're watching, Instagram is killing us. Right. It's, we're desensitized. So it's like, I can't represent that. I, I got too much integrity for that. Do people your age, like, do you feel like more people older than you rock with your music? Or do you feel like it still a- appeals to people your age? Um, rather than age, I think it's uh, more about region. Mm. I think people outside of the States can appreciate my music a lot more. Like France, um, Montreal... But um, when it, in regards to age, I think our music technically is timeless. It depends on, like I said, if you're um, like my father, 40, 40-something years old, coming from uh, North, he may not connect with the amount of uh, melodics in my music. Right. But like the, um, the common denominator is the, um, the lyrics. Right. Listen to what I'm saying in these records, and you can, you can only respect that. With your with your flow being so like rapid fire, do you think that it's hard for a listener to kind of understand what you're saying? Absolutely. Yeah, because that's the one thing that I, I take from from your music. I'm listening to your music and I'm saying, okay, he's saying a lot of stuff, but in order for me to grasp what he's saying, I have to listen to the track over and over just to get an understanding. That, and that's what I wanted people to do. Right. It's um, it's a risk. It's, it's a risk because I can go for a generic boom bap um, and you get every metaphor, but life doesn't work like that. Yeah. You don't get every answer as you want it. Sometimes you got to go back to that book. Sometimes you got to go back to that memory to really think about what happened. So with my music, I really try to um, leave, like I said, a feeling on you. And if you want to tap into that feeling again, you have to look into the track because I promise you, in every song, I'm saying something. Right. It's just about if you want to really take that message away. I uh, I played some of my songs for this one kid one time. And uh, and he said to me, he's like, this kid Omar from Garfield. Shout out, Omar. He's like, um, he's like, yo, I like your music. But he's like, I need to be in a specific mood to listen to it. And he's like, he's like, the problem is like... He's like, sometimes I don't want to figure out a fucking equation. Sometimes you just want to have fun. Yeah, he's like, sometimes I just want to like know what you're talking about off bat. And he's like, it's hard for for me to do that with your music. Like, yo, it, my music seems very simple, 
right? Like, but if you actually listen to a bar that I'm saying, I'm saying some shit in the most simplest way. I'm saying some shit that has like eight different ways to interpret it. You know what I'm saying? And I enjoy doing that. And I used to be of the understand. I'm still kind of the same like mindset of like, I don't care about the people that don't really want to get it. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. but also like, I feel like there's, there's something about musicians where it's like, we want to make it harder for people to enjoy our music. And I don't know why we do that necessarily. I don't know what it is mentally that we like look for people. It's the thrill of like putting a challenge out there. Like, Unpredictability. Yeah, like you know, trying to break away from easy music that's easy to digest. Because that, I, like, from a personal standpoint, I kind of find that like less enjoyable. Like music that's just like you listen to it and it's like, oh, okay, like you know, like I like to listen, I like to listen to a song over and over and over again. So right, I find right. new things about it that I find yeah. dope. And it's See, like that's the, that's the shit that I always grew up liking. Is like when when an artist said a line that you went you brushed past, but then when you go back to it, you're like, oh, that's what he. Months oh, later. Sometimes, yeah. it's a, sometimes it's years later right and so, you didn't even you didn't catch it exactly. the first hundred times you listened to it like that's dope to me and I come from that like Royce the 5'9 Black Thought like there's artists where like the shit that they say is just so different that like there's no possibility to interpret it right the first time yeah. you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying like you have to listen a hundred times but as far as marketability and like all that it, it, it does hurt you so how do you cope with that um I mean, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna sit up, sit up on here and act like it's all good. Sometimes it, it pisses me off because um, there's seven billion people in the world. Like I know a, a hundred thousand of them. If they heard, they could rock with the music, right? You know. But the coping really becomes easier when you realize that all the music now is microwavable, and right. just like fries in the microwave, it's gonna get thrown away. Right. It'll be fresh for that thirty minutes. But after two hours, I'm not eating them fries. Yeah. Like, I'm cool with right, fries. Right, right, right. So you just got to, um, if you're a real artist, and, it, and this is just music in general, like, if you really want to be respected, just like KRS-One, you're going to wait your turn. And then you're going to, like, when he goes, then they're going to be calling him the GOAT, just like they do with Pac and, right, right, right. you know, Guru. What you just said was really interesting, and I just want to, like, kind of, like, bring you back a little bit. Um, you said that the new music is microwavable, and the music that you put together, people have to go back to a hundred times. Right. So with those two things being said, I never thought about timeless being some shit that people have to revisit to understand. <laughs> and now thinking about that, that kind of makes sense that like, if you want to have something that people need to go back to 10 years from now, maybe it's something that isn't so easy to interpret. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's where time. That's exactly where like timeless music comes from. I listen to like certain music for I listened to when I was a kid still, and I'm just like, yo, like this record doesn't get old because it's like there's still so much in there that I just don't like. It's like a good get. book. Like you can read a book and you can miss so many things in a good book. Yeah. Or like a good movie, you know, yeah. like same yeah, shit. I, I look up on YouTube, um, movies described, you know, movies explained, and then you just miss all the the goose. And even knowing that, you go back and watch it. Like like when. Uh, like when those movies like Get Out and all them Jordan Peele movies came out, people were just like pick watching it like a million times to go back and pick apart shit. You know right, I mean? right, right, right. I think that there's a degree that it gets to where it could kind of be like too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When someone are, like some people are trying to pick apart too much, and like then it like leads to like theories that like might not even exist. You it know, creates what I mean? a whole another like a song getting up getting a yeah. dynasty for no reason. <laughs> right, like, right, right. <laughs> it's like like Campaign not... Day. Like imagine people out there trying to break down Campaign Day by Eminem and shit. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just. You wasting your time. <laughs> do you find do you find yourself like 
dude, I I get caught listening to my own records and finding shit in my own records that I'm like, oh wow, that could be seen as this. Right. You know what I mean? Like I I have listened back to records that I've made like three years ago and didn't even catch an entendre that like I could have been pointing toward. Right. So it's like when you do that form of music where it's like it's not just easily digested. Yeah. I feel like you're even tricking your own brain sometimes. All the time. You know? It's like a loop. Um like <laughs> I try to um it's, it's it's a bad thing, but I try to make my songs technically as complicated as possible. Right. Only, only I mean just following the replay value because it, it may not be re, um high in replay value due to its duration. Like it may be a four minute track. People don't even listen to people don't even put three verses on songs anymore. So Yeah, two minute tracks crazy. seem to be the the new wave. I remember uh not to cut you off, but I remember uh, a couple years back, there was one artist that, it might have been like five years ago, but like there was one artist that um, I was like helping them kind of like figure out how to make music. Like they mm-hmm. had dope ideas, but they didn't really know how to like structure structure it, right? Yeah. So I'm helping them structure. And I remember he kept on coming to me with one verse and two choruses and it would be like a two minute song or it would be exactly. like a minute and 50 seconds. And I'd be like, bro, like under two minutes is like a no-no. It's unacceptable. Very, and it's- now... That seems to be everything. It's very indicative of like the time we're living in and like people's attention spans. Like, you know, people like we were just talking about, you know, people who be like on their phone every time it gets like an idle moment, they're on their phone like checking and shit. It's the right, same right. thing. Like people can't be like not they can't not be distracted by something for more than a certain amount of time, you know what I mean? It's but like, with that being said, wouldn't you think that a longer song would keep them distracted longer? You think that they need too much, they need like differentiation. Uh, it's like, that's the thing. Like, like it's hard to focus on, well, hard for a lot of people to focus on one thing for too right, long. Right, you know right, what right. I mean? Like they got to, like, you know, people don't, even when you go out to eat and shit, you know, yeah, like you go out to eat and you're with your girl and they're on their phone the whole time. It's type, right. type shit. You know what I mean? It's like, I find like music, uh, Music's such a weird thing because I see music as an emotional thing and I see music as an escape thing. But, like, I find it weird how, how everyone interprets music different. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? I find it weird how some people only play music to be background shit. Like, they don't play it to listen to the words. They to don't break play it, it down. To, right. They just play it. And that's fine. Like, that's okay. Like, I, I, well, the reason why I say it's okay is because I don't think that we're all on the same mental plane. That's right? true. And I think that certain people, like... Like, yo, I'm not a big TV guy. Right. I like TV, but I don't need TV. No, it's not. Yeah. Like, I can play music over watching TV any day of the All week. Day. You know what I mean? I can listen to a podcast over uh, playing TV. Like, I'm, I'm way more interested in audio than I am in, like, the visual aspect of shit, right? Mm-hmm. So I could understand why people would see the opposite with music. Right. I can understand. Like, I could put TV on just to know what's on and completely be doing other things. Right. And... I don't have to pay attention to every single moment of it. I so I get that when it comes to the music thing. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, I can't I can't be a hypocrite and be like, I do this with TV, but I don't understand why people do it with music, right. you know? At the end of the day, it's all entertainment. Yeah, everybody, so, everybody, everybody feels differently about things. Like, you know, like, especially like, like, I'm trying to think of an example. Just like, like that shit I, I talk about on Instagram you know what I mean like just you know you can't be salty at people for not appreciating what you do because it's like not everybody was is there to appreciate that. you know right I mean? right right it's like, it's like you seven, 7 billion people in the world like somebody out, someone out there is gonna fuck with your shit it's better to focus on that person right than but you focus gotta be on okay. the person you got, but at the end of the day you gotta be okay with the fact that 
with the number of people that do fuck with your shit, like, yeah. you got to keep that intact. Like, yeah. you, you lose yourself in the the numbers game. Like, you're always going to lose. Like, yeah. but that that's where the substance comes in. Like, always have substance in your music. So, at the end of the day, you are happy that you gave this song or this project the availability to people. Like, right. that's the thing that's not spoken of. Like, you know, say you only get 50 plays on a song. Say that 50 plays was somebody that for, was from somebody that was suicidal and that helped them. Like, right. I'd rather mm-hmm. take that shit over a million plays that was just... Exactly. I guess it really comes down... It comes down to business at the end of the day when it... It's like, what are you in it for? Right. You know what I mean? Like, are you in it for artistic integrity or are you Career. in it for a paycheck? Like, I've gotten to, to different points and like of my uh, music career where I'm like... I want to get paid for this. You know what right, I mean? Like yeah, I do want to make, I do want to make money from this. So then you have to like, look at any business, right? If you say you were really like, say you opened like a juice bar, right. but like your specialty was mango smoothies, mm-hmm. right? You have to understand how many people want a different type of smoothie, right? right so yeah. like, if you just only made mango smoothies, people are it's eventually going to stop coming there or you're just going to get people that like mango smoothies. Right? right. But from a business standpoint, it would be in your best interest to make something else. Branch out. It wouldn't necessarily... Right, right, right. So if you look at that as an analogy for the music, what we make is mango smoothies. We're (laughs) all making our own form of the mango smoothie, right? Right. And like, there's... Business-wise, there's so many ways to make different smoothies that can appeal to other people, right? So from a business standpoint, you got to sometimes look at it and be like, should I make other shit? Because like, maybe there are other people that I want to... Business wise, reach, you know. Yes. Yeah. So how do you how do you kind of cope with that, and knowing that like you can make other things and kind of appeal to other people? Because it's like if you're good at rapping, right? Like I, I I see myself as a good technical rapper. I see you as a good technical rapper, right? Right. And like if you're a good technical rapper, if you understand song structure, if you understand how to write music, then you can do anything in the world. Yes. You know what I mean. So knowing that you're capable of it. If need be, kind of like full, it's like a comfort thing. It's like it's like I know I can make a trap record right now if I wanted to. Right. Right. I don't want to, but if someone told me, like, say, say there was like a fortune teller that told me the future, right? Yeah. And they were like, you make a record that you hate, and it winds up making you a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. How do you? How would you feel about that? Oh uh, shit. And this is a question for both you guys. Man. You make a song that you hate and and it makes you a million dollars. Damn, that's a. I good don't want to be stubborn. Like I'll be like, yo, I'm not yeah. making a song I hate. Like it's not happening. But it depends. I mean, I would, I, would, I would probably entertain it. I would probably just approach it my way, though. You know what I mean? I wouldn't just go out and make a record that I hate. Even if I make a record I hate, I'm gonna have to love it to somehow. Some right. way. At like, one at one period of time. Yeah, like I'm gonna have to love some part of it. So I'm gonna try to focus you, on that part. Do you believe that? Because uh, they play a lot of records on the radio that you don't necessarily like when you first hear, but it just conditions your brain to like it because mm-hmm. it's being yeah. played so often. That frequency. Right. So do you believe that maybe you can put together something that you hate, but you just hear it so many times that, and you see enough people fucking with it that you're like, all right, I get it. Yeah, because yeah. synergy is more powerful than your own energy. Right, you're gonna have to understand where where they're coming from at some point. Like you could you could feel about it how you feel about it, but it's like you know at some point you gotta be like, all right, well, so, there's a reason people like this shit, even if I don't like it. Right, right. You know what I mean? You're gonna have to be open to whatever that reason is, if it's the melody or if it's the lyrics, whatever it is. Like, 
you got to be available for the people just like you're available for yourself yeah. sometimes like, you got to be selfless about uh, with your art yeah it just it just comes at like um an integrity thing like yeah like it, it, sometimes it comes at the expense of your integrity like i always bring up on this show i always bring up this record vogue that i did and the record vogue was just like a club record it sounded like a Jeezy record literally mm-hmm. it sounded oh. like a Jeezy record and i put it out and bro the amount of people that like fucked with this record was like it was disgusting to me because yeah. it was just like it was like <laughs> this is what you guys fucking like like yeah. I did it I did it as an experiment for myself and it was I guess the results were good because it kind of just like proved my point as if I want to I could put a million records out like this and probably blow up like we were up in Boston and we were like uh, partying like. Uh, St. Patty's Day like two or three years ago and they threw the record on Yeah, and everyone's getting fucked up and they're listening to that song and I could see in the room why people like the record Yeah, like I could see it like I understood it but I hate it like yeah, I hated right. it so much that I took it down and the day I took it down people were hitting me up yo, yo why'd you private it why'd yeah, you it yo yeah, where's yeah. that record I got yo, the same thing I hate that, that shit moment. I got yeah. the same thing with a track I dropped it was called Ball Main yeah. and, and it has a bop to it don't get me wrong like, I, like at the time it was just you know, something to have fun, spur of the moment type of right. thing. But I look back on it, and with my catalog now, it, it, it's just it didn't fit. Like yeah, it doesn't fit my to... my image. It's just not me. You know what I mean? Right. It's just everybody has those songs. That, exactly. You know, they put out, and it's like it appealed to a certain amount of people for a certain reason. But it's like in your heart, you knew he was just like, I'm not really fucking with it. Yeah. Right. Like how how it came out. Yeah. It's like karma. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. Look, you know I fuck with karma heavy. But, <laughs> yeah. It, I mean. <laughs> I went back to a lot of my old... I got a bad um, habit of deleting shit. Like, I think the number one thing as an artist, don't ever delete any song Bro, you've I'm, ever made. I'm the same way. I, w- I deleted so much shit, and now I'm just at a point where it's like, SoundCloud that I had, like, I probably had a good hundred records that were up on SoundCloud Send at some point, <laughs> and I, I got it down to, like, 20 records, where, yeah. I, like, now it's like, I, I wish I could go back and listen to some of those records, exactly. and I just completely removed them from there, Bro, you know? I don't even have my first song. Like, do you have your first song? My first song ever? No. And I'm thankful. <laughs> like, like, yeah. I don't know what my first song is the one that I want to listen oh, to. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, like, the way I move, I, I worked in a completely different gear. Like, not to bring it to a, a darker note. Like, ever since Nipsey's uh, death, uh, I was already into that, like, idea of doing whatever you can with your life. So, ever since he passed I just put my stuff in hyperdrive like I, I I just stuck my stuff self in the studio it was school or the studio um, it was at least three songs a week you know what I mean just right. just me recording myself in, in a room so um, you just you just gotta push it like that, that if you're gonna not do it the commercial way then the best way you could do it is just keep releasing quality music and Go gorilla and uh, just reach out to people, whether that's through Instagram, Twitter, and it's Facebook. Like, when your shit is dope and like you're 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 behind it, Shots other people through. will be attracted to that. Right, you know, they're, right. they're already trying. Like, all right, well, you know, people like confidence. Yeah. You know, if you're confident in your shit, then other people are going to gravitate towards it off the strength of just that alone. I think that I think that my confidence in my own records, even when it was bad. Mm-hmm led people to think I was doper than I was. Yeah. Hmm. I think that, like, I listen back to records. Bro, I put out an album, Triple uh, X Raps the Album, and I put it out on Bandcamp. And I did a radio interview off this this album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember, like, listening to it a couple months back and being like, this is so fucking bad <laughs> that I can't even understand how people fucked with it. Like, right. I really can't. Like, yeah. I, like, 
I can't understand why I fucked with it so much at that time. Yeah. And I think that the only reason why people liked it was because I was so confident that it was a good record that people fucked with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, it's something That's weird about it. It's something weird about, about your own confidence in your shit yeah. that makes it believable. You know? And it I think that... you. See, and I, but I also think that that's why some of these trap artists that are really about that life are, they might not, like, look at 21 Savage. 21 Savage is not the most technically skilled rapper, no. right? He doesn't have a good voice. Right. He doesn't have, cadence. like, a cadence. He doesn't have strength in his voice. Like, nothing. But he but, feels like a real He's person. so fucking, like, genuine. He feels real. Like, he feels like exactly. he's listening to a real person speaking. Exactly. Like and, some- and when you hear his music, you don't question his is he really about the shit he's talking about? You really know he's like, whether you like it or not, he That's makes truth. Yeah, exactly. There's truth behind everything right. he's saying. Or like Chief Keith, like you could tell he don't give a fuck just off the strength right. of his Herb, music. Diddy, so it's like, all those right. And the best thing to really connect with those artists is looking at their interviews. Honestly. I hate yeah. their interviews because I hate them. <laughs> See, I, I just Which hate one? it. Well, all of them. because They're awkward. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I hate awkwardness because, you know, my thing is, I understand that whole hood aspect of like you're traumatized because you're you're from that. You know what I mean? Right. And I, I get that you're not from the the ilk of talking about your life. Right. Because what hood dude is? Like right. who like, wants to talk about that? Right, right, right. Like who wants to talk about like your friends getting killed and like like you right. having to sell drugs to fucking live. live. To survive, yeah. No one wants to talk about that. But also it's like you're so vocal on records about all of it you're just perpetuating exactly it to a degree. so yeah. so when people ask you about it then you can't just be like oh i don't want to talk about that it's like yeah you talk you. about it constantly yeah you know what i'm saying <laughs> like how can you about. exactly yeah. if it's all you talk about you got to talk about it now right. how you how could you at least not speak about, about it, it candidly so right. that people can understand where you're coming from it's right like, and it's so it doesn't just look like perpetuating violence on your music you know what yeah. i mean like see this is the thing that i feel like a lot of people get misconstrued i think that i think that there are artists that like perpetuating violence Mm-hmm. I think that there are artists and they won't admit to it. Those artists will act. It. Yeah, they, they feed off of it 100%. And those artists will act like they don't do it, but they do. You I know think, what I'm saying? It's like Kodak and shit. You know right. what I mean? Like, just always saying some really like triggering shit. Right. And it's like, that's what they want. You know, they want exactly. to get that's because people talking you gotta about, get, about negative shit. You got to get people teed up. Like, you yeah. got to get people off off their square in order for them to really feel your music. Like, all these all these new artists, they need people to be on substance for them to really rock with their music. Like, right. just off top. Yeah, Like, you only hear Finito, and you only hear Finito in a club when people are drunk. Nobody's bumping Finito on some regular, I'm about to go pick up some groceries. Like, it's just not happening. Because, like, you know, when you hear, when you around regular people, like, grown-ups and shit, you know, you hear them listening to real, what is this shit? Well, y'all listen to this, this this shitty music, or whatever. But right, it's right. like when it's playing at a party, nobody's nobody's asking questions about. It. Nobody's going to the DJ like, "Yo, turn this bullshit right, off." Like, right, the synergy right. just turned up. The synergy. You know I mean? People yeah. are affected by the synergy. If you see ten people jumping up, then you see thirty people jumping up. You are gonna jump up? Yeah. Yeah. I also think that there's like a follower mentality when it comes to music. Like, sure. I feel like, I feel like, if if we did an experiment where I took this bad record that I made mm-hmm. right into a room and I showed it to to five people they would all probably be like, yo, this is bad, right? But now if I brought you guys with me and you guys were hyping the record up like it was good, right. I think that the people would agree that it was good just right. because they want to be part of that crowd. Right, yeah. I think that music is very often the crowd. Like, I think it's just like 
if the crowd rocks with something, like you see it with everything. Like, yeah, you remember that little kid that was like yodeling in, in like yeah. supermarkets? Oh yeah, yeah. Blue jeans. <laughs> Yo, it's like it's like that shit is fucking horrible. And I don't know what you guys think about Old Town Road, but that shit to me is fucking garbage. Like, I, bro, I understand. I understand why people like it, and I understand why people are like bigging the kid up. And I think that that story is fascinating. And yeah. I'm, I'm happy that he was able to get on the charts. It's just the way that that it's he had just, to take that I'm, way to do it, and like, but also, gotta, it's just a bad song. Like, no, I don't like shit like that pisses me off. Bro, I'm I've never sorry. seen this many people into country music. Like, how since when were people that are hip hop fans into country music? We're so much? we're so accepting of other cultures, but. We don't have ownership over shit we do. The like song? I don't like how anybody could just hop in our culture, but it's like whenever we go to a, a hotel or any of anything of high high pres- prestige, it's like they have they turn their nose up at us, but we're literally the most welcoming culture and they, right, available. Right. And in the case of that old town road shit, that's that's mostly a result of like sh- shocking, like shock culture. You know, right, people, right, right. People people are more like ironically into stuff. They like stuff because it's stupid. You know what I mean? Like. Like Which, that, st- that yeah, song like is that's like so confusing. That's like people people like standpoint. that song off the strength of the fact that it's a country song. It was being rejected from the charts because he was black, right? You know, and like people like the people like people support things like that because of the controversy. Do you think that that song really reaches like, the height it reaches because of Social Warrior? Uh, Social yeah, Warriors. That, that 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 that's the reason a lot of things are just like really getting over now, and it's <laughs> like. Because I think that that's why that song gets as big as it is. Like, yeah. Social Justice Warriors are, like, up on it. Like, yeah. oh, this this black kid is not going to get on the charts because just he's people, a country artist. Right. And like, fuck it, we're going to ride with him. Put, and and that that doesn't necessarily work because... And, and mind you, he put out an album that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not all country music. It Like, right. it's, it's, it's good. Right. But my thing is, like, yo, just because there's an issue with something doesn't necessarily mean that the record... Is, yeah, exactly. It doesn't It doesn't make it a good record. It all boils I mean? down to, like, meme culture at the end of the day. A lot of artists are using that to capitalize on shit. Even look at, like, it was. this isn't new. Like, look at, like, shit when Tyler the Creator came out. When he dropped Yonkers, everybody was talking about fucking right. Yonkers. Right. Off the strength of the video. Cockroach. Niggas wasn't talking about the song. He was like, yo, you seen that video where this nigga ate a roach? Like, that's and then hung himself at the end. Yeah, but, yeah. yo, you know what's dope? What was dope about them was that it seemed like they were really about that. Like, yeah, yeah. whatever... It, Obviously, no one's fucking eating cockroaches and hanging themselves. But like, you can tell he was... But he you can tell that they, they are part of... like Just like you guys are part of that atmospheric fucking sound, mm-hmm. they were part of that like very hardcore underground, like rappy rap, but also like gritty sound. And right? they didn't compromise their style to do like that. That video wasn't out of their character. That's you know what, what I'm saying. Mean? Like, they didn't compromise they really they like were. fuck with that. Yeah. culture like like they are from that right i think that there's respect when you're from that but like someone like uh the kid who did old town road is like i don't know if he's necessarily actually interested in that or did he do that as like a joke because i it seems he, like it's a parody it kinda. seemed like he did it because he knew it was gonna rise out of people and it got a bigger rise and it and it probably was anticipated because a lot a lot like a lot of these like like the yodeling song and all of that shit all of this stuff blows up off the strength of it being stupid People are like, oh, this is so dumb, but it's so good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right, so right, like right. Like, irony. Irony, yeah. It's, it's, it's irony. Like, does that does that remove, like, credibility from music, though? It just makes it harder. If, to, like, if music. Well, from, from all music, if, if people are only trying to listen to shit that is from shock value or, or is just from stupidity, and that's what people get behind, is that how you gain a fan base? Is that how you... And how do you... How does that create a, a genuine and original fan base? Uh, 
Like, look at the guys who have been blowing up for the last couple of years, six nine and shit. Like, people right. didn't care. He he's did. I don't care what nobody says. He didn't blow up off of his music. He blew up off of what he was doing outside. of One hundred percent. I think right. that. I think that he would music. agree. Yeah, I yeah. think that he would agree with that. This music yeah. shit is all about. It's, it's, this music shit is wrestling, bro. It's like it's like people care about your personality. They don't really care about what you're saying. Their music is a plus. Right. Music is less. Um, Less message and more entertainment. Yeah, like the balance is off. It's an it's a it's a part. It's fully a part of the entertainment industry, not the way it used to be, where it was like you know people actually went out to see the artists and cared about the music. It's like people want to see what stupid shit they're gonna do. What's gonna happen? Not for nothing. God bless. God rest his soul. XXX. Right. You know he was getting knocked out at his fucking shows by people who's hating on him. And that was the people talking about over. I never heard anybody talk about yo yeah X's concert was higher. They was talking about, oh, this nigga got knocked out at his show again. It's on World Star. You know what I mean? Like, shit like that is just... But the thing is, when you put a certain energy out, Mm -hmm. you receive everything that you put out. Right. So, if you're constantly going on Instagram and telling everyone to go fuck themselves, bro, all that bad energy is going to come back to you. And and that's why, like, I don't respect any of that shit. Like, I don't respect artists that... They get big off clout. Like, that clout chasing thing is just... It's like a fucking cancer, bro. Because it's like... It's like how many people are going to go out, clout chase, get killed, get arrested, for get this, this like, get that for what? For nuclear, like, and for then six and it's sad because the right. industry perpetuates that shit. They and want people doing that. Charges. Exactly, <laughs> right. and and it's like all that stupidity. First off, yo, if you're part of a, a crime organization, maybe making music isn't the fucking way. <laughs> right, the best thing to do. Maybe right, making right. music about your crime organization. Exactly, right. Right. and, and screaming it out like. It, Could like, it be to the right with the Uzi? Like, come on now. Like, <laughs> bro, I just can't Thanks understand. I just can't understand. Like, kids can't be this fucking stupid. Um, they can. Yeah, they can. They can. <laughs> how? How? Like, how do you? How do you completely like you remove earlier, yourself? There's no from relationships that. with elders. There's no relationship with elders. How? Who? Who puts you on game? Right. And and it's like it's like a system. It's like all right. So your OG got locked up. Now he been away for 10, 20 years. Now you the OG, but you ain't learned shit right. this whole time. You ain't played chess with them at Penn Station, none of that. So, right, right, right. I, I mean, it's a, like I said, it's about the foundation. If you don't have foundation, you're going to get broken down. And in regards to the music, it's just, you know, copy and paste. People see shit work, and they're like, all right, I could top that. You know, all the all this shit that's been getting over in music is just stuff that, like, people seen, and it's like, all right, I could top that with something even more outrageous. Right, Six right. nine, you know, that nigga took it to the next level. He's got tattoos and the hair and all of that. Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? And it's like, like you only watch a year from now, we probably gonna have another six nine. Right. Or right. another guy who, who topped his shit. You know what right. I mean? Like tattoos ain't working. And you know, it doesn't at the end of the day, I can't get mad about that shit because it doesn't last. You know, yeah. that nigga's gone. Saying that it's like Okay, with that said, do you guys think that there's a swing? happening right now because I see a swing I don't know if it's just that I look for it but I see a swing in like real rap actually people getting tired creeping of back in bro Tyler the Creator's album just went number one like right, right, that right. shit people, are, DJ Khaled. people right, are absolutely right. paying it people are absolutely waking up from this from not to be on some like elitist shit but people are really waking up from like just, just malaise awful music just see it's kind of like I mean? it's like, kind of like um during the the 80s like Disco, like 70s and 80s, like disco and like freestyle and all these music forms that kind of died out. Mm -hmm. Like music purists back then treated it like how this form of like trappy hip hop is. Like they were like, this music sucks, you know, it's not going to (laughs) last, right? And it didn't. And then like in the 90s, you got a swing of all this great music. So I, I think sometimes you just have to like... 
Bro, look at what year we're in. We're in 2019 and we're going into 2020. So there's probably a 10-year gap where it's gone downhill. And then there's yeah. going to be a 10-year gap where it's uphill. That, um, music works in rhythm. Right. In the 2000s, what happened? It was it was gangster, but it was more uh, southern rap. It was ignorant rap. Right, it's right. just like trap. Like is it, it was like the trap one point yeah, and yeah. now we going through the same thing again. But twenty go back to twenty thirteen. You had Absol. You had the whole TDE movement coming on. You had Joey Badass with uh, Capital Steez. Right. Everything works in a cycle. It's ignorant, then it goes back. It's ignorant, then it goes back. See, but I feel like I feel like the ignorant shit has lasted way a longer, bit longer, way right? longer <laughs> than it ever has. Like yeah. I feel like. I expected the snap era to die out. Like, and I think like a Drake, Kendrick, J. Cole, that they kind of got us out of the snap era. And right? all that has to do with like who the audience is and the audience is kids, you know? Right. Yeah. They play, they play this stuff for kids. I was at a party yesterday and, and they the were kids playing. Are grown now. Yeah. I was at a party yesterday and it was just playing mad, like uncensored Cardi B and shit. And I'm just like, yo, like kids are growing up on this stuff. Right, they don't, right, this, right. this is what they're used to. Right. You know what I mean? Lauren so Hill's like, not playing on Saturday morning when your mom's. Yeah. So like if you play, you can't play this stuff around them all day and then play Nas and expect them to be like, oh, this is tough. Like they don't understand. They don't see the value in that shit. They don't understand you what ever, it's about. You ever hear you know that I mean? like, like hatred is like a learned behavior. Yeah. Behavior, right? Much like fear. Right. And I think that kids, if they were exposed to, like, it's just what they're being allowed to be exposed to. And I don't necessarily think that you should censor any type of music from kids. And mm-hmm. I'm not mad at, like, these artists who, like, the down south artists that make trappy music. I'm not mad that they're, like, getting such a high response in, in music. But I think if parents had played Nas, had played Big Pun, had played these these artists that, like, were generally saying shit. Right. I think if they played those artists for them growing up, that you see a completely different generation of of artists. But I don't get how that kind of creeps in. Like, what were these parents playing for their kids for them to turn to six nine or fucking? You know what I mean? Like, what what musicians came before that that led yeah. to that? Chief oh. Keef. Chief Keef. Yeah, like Chief Keef and like. People try Lil, to say like Wayne, but Lil like Uzi. Wayne, Wayne, Wayne. I mean, Wayne, Wayne rap. Yeah, he, but was he, like he this, wasn't like, necessarily perpetuating violence. He was just. I mean, when he first started, he was like he would say things, and I actually like when Wayne rapped about violence because it just seemed it was one of those things where he seemed genuine about right. it. Like, you know what I mean? So like it came off like it didn't come off like a front. Like Chief Keep doesn't come off like a front. Right. Six Nine came off like a front. No, come on. Triple X came off like a friend. And the thing with Chief, you know? the thing with Chief Keef was like not that he was a bad rapper or anything. It was, and then like he was perpetuating violence. It was just like that his style was so easily accessible for people. Right, right, you know right. what I mean? Like I feel like I feel like it really started not 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 to put all it all on one person, but I really feel like that like where we're at now started with Chief Keef because I don't remember it being this way before, where it was just like you know See, you had a bunch of cookie cutter like rappers and shit. I'm not saying that he. He's like a cookie cutter rapper. Chief Keef is Chief Keef, right? But it's like from Chief Keef spawned shit like Raider Clan and like right, right, right. You know, and then Raider Clan spawned like artists like XXX and and Lil Uzi, and then right. from they sparked all the Youngs and the Lils and all these rappers we got now. It's like I, I you, 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 there's no one you can really pinpoint it, but that's where I started seeing it start at right. back then, right? Because look, don't like, keep it real, don't like. That's not a like a. He's not saying nothing and don't See, like. See, but this is what's confusing about don't like. Like, even don't like when it... Re- like, okay, it was released by itself, right? Mm-hmm. And then 
Kanye, Pusha, they hop on the remix, Chris Brown. right? Yeah. But they but they added an element of actual rap to that. Yeah. So it made it credible to even people like me who didn't really fuck with Chief Keef, but I fucked with the version where they're rapping on it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I didn't hate Chief Keef and like love Sosa. Like I still think that that's a fucking magnificent I fucking love song. Chief right. word. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. But w- I think that you're right in saying that he kind of like cheapened the sound of music. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, if you make anything fucking easy, everyone's going to do it. Right. You know, like. Because I remember at the time, that was when Trap really blew up, when Chief Keef started coming out. That was when I started hearing on SoundCloud, especially a lot of, like, new, like, artists trying Trap music. And then, like, from there you get, like, you know, Bones and and Chris Travis and those kind of guys. Not a knock on them. Those dudes are are fucking dope. But it's, like, their style, not for nothing, is cheapened. Like, they don't don't be talking about a lot of real shit on their The only thing I can say about them is they have flow. Yeah, the lyricism, the lyricism... is gone. It's Dead. like that's where that's where the flow came. The, the flow, right, right, right. Like, that's Bones, what people are attracted Bones to. Bones can flow his ass off though. Like, like yeah. he's not. See, Chief Keef is a weird one to me because it's like I don't think he's necessarily good at any one thing. Like yeah. talking about elements of hip hop. Like I don't think he's necessarily like good at. Like, I don't think he has a good flow. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have any like wordplay. Right. So it's like he's I can't. Producer. I can't really understand his what image. people. Yeah. Image, I guess, is that voice. credibility thing? Yeah, like it's that Twenty One Savage thing, that credibility. Exactly, and something that's underrated in hip hop is voice. People yeah. fuck with Nas, yes, because he's a great lyricist, but his voice. People like Dave East strictly because his voice. Right. He can rap, don't get me wrong, but it's his voice, and then you see the image, and then it's something you can buy into. The, like that's a right, product right, right. you can really stand behind. Yeah. You know, in my but, experience, like. Going back to you, what you said earlier, asking about, you know, what do young people see in this new music that's, like, so appealing to them? And it's, like, from what I've gathered, you know, speaking of younger younger people and shit, it's just, like, they all say, you know, this music is fun to listen to. It's just fun. You know, it's easy. To, and I understand that. And that's why, like, I can't hate on it anymore. As much as I dislike where it's at, I can't hate on it because it's, like, you know, that's the reason. I get why shit. they like it. They like there's it because always it's fun. Been, like, there's always been fun music though like like yo if you listen to tribe tribe is not they're not technical artists mm-hmm. like a tribe called quest is completely just fun music it's very simple and right. it's like very like quick right it's it's quick to understand but i guess the difference is the shit that they were talking about was not harmful yeah right that positive like, energy was positive in the music right like, why why is there like okay so we say everything comes in in like swings right like there's mm-hmm. like a swing of like this type like cheap and music and then there's a swing of like really like expensive music we'll, we'll call it right but like tribe is this like cheap and kind of like party good feeling music but right. like why are we why do we like that but now like Harmful because perpetuating violence is cooler for some reason. I wish I knew why. It has who who has ever found that cool though? Like, Nobody. like yo, like okay, you go to the hood right now, right? Right. And you go up to a kid, and you say, "Yo, you want to party with bitches, or do you want to shoot guns with your homies?" Right. What do you think their answer is? Shit, either one. Honestly, both. Because, <laughs> because like, I can't. I can't understand from a human standpoint, like just in like like my understanding of the brain. Right. I can't understand why you wouldn't want to party with bit like because there's not enough conflict. People need conflict. Like when you don't like, especially what I notice is outside of musicians that I know, people need conflict. Like that's why you see so much drama on Instagram because what else is there to do? I got off of work. I paid my bills. I'm stressed as fuck. You know what I mean? I don't have anything outside of getting lit. 
Right. So so what else? What 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 makes me what makes you make? Excuse me. What makes me feel important? Right. And me saying something about a fight or something, I get clicks for, I get likes or swipe ups. That's what makes me feel important. So people need that conflict. Do you think the clicks and the likes have become too important in music? Absolutely. Because I don't like. I don't remember when like you had to really like know everything about an artist to like them. Now Mm -hmm. it's like you have to know what they're eating for breakfast to like enjoy them. Goes to the social media era. Like everybody's so people are more interested in the artist, like the person themselves, and what they're doing. You know what I mean? That's why, like, people who are not, like, people who are like us are, like, not, you know, all over social media all day. We're going to have a harder time getting our shit out there because, like, we're not putting our whole life on the, out there for the world to see. Like, we're putting the stuff that we want to put out, see, the chef we want to share, you know what I I've mean? Always, like, I've always had a conflict with that statement, though, because Kendrick does not post on social media like that. Uh, Drake, Drake posts on social media, but, like, as far as, like, being in the public eye and, like, constantly having to, like remind you that he's alive i don't think he does that well, really jake cole doesn't really do that, that and you're talking about the, already yeah, you're talking guys. about the three biggest artists yeah. out but that, they don't that's do because that. they have better timing than us yeah they They're solidified older. their legacies already but, people, right, right. They, they they arrived in a time before people cared about that shit you know what See, i mean See, but jay never did that Nas never did that and i'm not yeah. saying i'm not saying the social media thing because obviously that's a generation past them yeah. but what i'm saying is the biggest artist ever are artists that they drop and then they go away. Right. Mm-hmm. They drop, they go away. Right. So the mystique still works because if it didn't work, then they wouldn't be the biggest artist of all time. Yeah, right. exactly. You know what I'm saying? So even though it seems like that cheapened, like I need to show you Shit everything works. I'm doing works, mm-hmm. I don't think it does. Because it if it did, people, if it yeah. did, they wouldn't, they would, those people would be, right. But yeah. I think it works for a certain part of the population. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that that's certain, what's promoted to us so we feel right. like that's the only way out. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I think that I think that that part of the population isn't necessarily the real part. Like we're reaching for a crowd that's like not necessarily making who we're trying to reach for. Yeah, they're right. not making you know themselves I mean? available to us, so it's like what's the point? All right. At some point you have to reach the people that buy records, right? And you have to make your shit kind of like like yo, for instance, if if I buy your record right but I'm playing it in the car and I'm embarrassed to be playing it then who is like who is that appealing to mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like yo for instance I back in the day I used to make a lot of music for shock value I had songs all songs about fucking right? I'm a eater box right, 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 right. <laughs> I'm a eater box like like that's a, a legit chorus on one of my records Word. right and I liked the shock value in it, right? I liked the fact that the that you can't play it everywhere. I mm-hmm. liked the fact that, but then I'm like thinking about that from a, a marketing standpoint. How could you market that? Like, how could you be like, yo, play this record, and then you play it at your house, and like your whole family is like, what the fuck is this? Like, what are you? You know what I mean? Like, what are you <laughs> yeah. doing? Yeah. Like, obviously, I wasn't thinking business wise at that point, but at some point, you have to you have to kind of like bring it to a like. You have to have a business plan for it, mm-hmm. right? And I don't think shock value, I don't think reaching for the the likes and the clicks and shit, I really don't think that that's the way to a successful career. Yeah. I think yeah. that mystique has always, like, yo, even look at someone like MF Doom, who's, like, the most mysterious, right? He has his cult following, whether he fucking, he doesn't even have to, like, show up anywhere. 
Right. He's like paying imposters to exactly. do shows for him. That's so dope. And people were still go- <laughs> yo. Think about how crazy it is that people knew that he was paying imposters and were still buying tickets to his shows. Yeah, like, like there's a there's a fucking ninety five percent chance that it's not him. Word. I'm gonna pay for a ticket. I'm gonna go anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like, just in it case. It could be him. Like, right, you know, right, right. People love curiosity. Yeah, it was like the weekend from like those couple years. He wasn't. He no one knew what he looked like. They thought right. he was a band or some shit. Right. And now that he's out, it's just like, oh, okay. Well, there's that. But see, okay. <laughs> We said people love curiosity, right? Yeah. But then we're also saying that people love seeing everything that you're doing. Right. So where does that, where is the line drawn in the sand where it's like, I guess it depends people love on, curiosity, but people also love seeing everything you're doing. I guess it just depends on what kind of person you are. So, who, yeah, who yeah, you like, are, honestly. Right. If sometimes cool, you got it, sometimes you don't. If you're a cool <laughs> yeah, person yeah. and people just gravitate towards you, like him, like, you know, people fuck with him because, you know, he's just, he's just cool Nick. So everybody's right, right. like, oh, you cool and you make music? All right, cool. Right. You know, everybody, like, you draw, you post them videos and shit, you know, you doing the little messages and shit. Yeah. And that's just like, that's little windows into who you are. Yeah, But exactly. it's not too much, you know right, what I mean? Right, right. Think, I think growing up, I was a dickhead. Like, I was, like, very, like, I was just insecure. Like, like looking at it now, looking back at it, I was insecure, so I wanted to make everyone feel like shit. Like, mm-hmm. I was I was definitely yeah. a bully growing up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. without a doubt, a bully, you know? And I think that even if I made the best record ever and people listened to it and thought, this is a great record, they I don't think that you. They, but I don't think that they would admit it because at that they always think back to that kid was a dickhead. Right. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like and I think that his tough ass music. Like, right, right, right. right. <laughs> See, See, like, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that always hurt me career wise because yeah. I think that it always, and, and I always regret it, but being young, you're of, of the, you're of the mindset of like, well, fuck them then. Like, yeah, I don't give I don't a fuck. Them. You know I what I mean? Them. Yeah, I, I don't need you. them. I'll find Except people. Until you realize that relationships are more important. And you money. also have to recognize that that it's possible that you were a problem. Yeah. Right. It's possible that you weren't doing the right thing. You're holding yourself back. Because we all see ourselves in POV, so it's fucking like we all we're all just in our own body, living our own lives. So the the most important person to us is us. Yeah, right? exactly. Like so it's like we don't give a fuck. You don't see how you affect people. Right. I don't know. This is this is how I put it. Like, there's something that I said to someone in ninth grade that they have remembered every day of their life till now. Mm. Wow. And I don't even know what I said. Damn. Like, like there's someone that I hurt their feelings so bad that like they still remember that shit right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like, if they brought that to my attention, like, no, do you I don't remember saying exactly that. when did I say that? Yeah. And that kind of like hurts me. Yeah. Like that hurts my feelings now as a grown up because right. I know that like that's, that's fucked up. You. Like yeah, I shouldn't you have traumatized somebody back in the day. Right, right, right. right. I mean? And so I know like, I know for sure that that's probably like that's a thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I know that there's someone that remembers oh, no, for it. Sure. Bro, I remember there was a kid that there was a, a group of kids that put out a diss track to me, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that good. There were like the first verse, the kid, it was dope. Yeah. Right. But the, the other two kids, like they were trash. Yeah. Right. And I acknowledge that as like a musician, like okay, he came for me, right? But I remember searching the song and I remember seeing a Tumblr post of a kid that I've never spoken to in my life that I went to high school with. Mm -hmm. And he goes, this is blah, 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 straight murdering me. Right. And he was like promoting it. Mm, Like, like, yo, fuck him. You know what I mean? (laughs) And I just like I was sitting there thinking, like, what did I ever do to that kid? 
Right. But it's not what I did to him. It's what I did to everyone else. It like all builds up. Like yeah. you see that and you don't like that person because of it. Right. So I, I, I only say all this to say like who you are as a person follows you. Yeah. That shit matters. It does matter. So him saying that you're a cool dude so, so people gravitate toward you. I was the opposite. People thought I was a dickhead. Right. But that's why I'm, I'm very conscious now and like I, I consciously make an effort to try to like better myself. And how like, any interactions with people. Right, right, right. Like, like you won't meet someone that I've talked to in the past three or four years that's going to have that same feeling. Yeah. yeah. At all. But, yeah. but you might meet someone from like Five, six, seven years ago, yeah, that yeah, he was an asshole, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, I ran into that. Sh- I ran into the same shit. Like, I, like you always think that you're doing right by right. somebody, like because you're always taking it from your perspective. Yeah. But like, it, it, I mean, you say one thing, like you tell a girl, "Yo, don't hit me up unless you're trying to fuck," and then that could just fuck her up for ten years, and then you got like. You know, you blow up people talking shit about you. Oh, fuck exactly. that nigga. He did this, that, and the third. Exactly. You know what I mean? Bro, it's I like, thought about this the other day. I There was a girl that I used to chill with, and we never even hooked up, I don't think. And uh, and I remember I had just started dating a girl, and she hit me up, and she was like, she was like yo, like, what are you doing after class? Like, do you want to kick it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yo, I have a girlfriend. Automatically making the assumption that she was trying to do something that would have oh, like wow. been like compromising exactly, yeah, like, which she never did, like mm-hmm. never did in my life, and I never thought about it till like a week ago. I was like, wow, I was fucked up. Why'd I say that? Yeah, you know what I mean. But I think that recognizing the problems that we've like committed in our it makes you a good person. Exactly, you can't be a good one without yeah. exactly. And I, but it's I think gross. that everyone, con- right. I think everyone reaches that point at a different point of life. Like I think that you have to. I would like to seek so. it. You know what I mean? Yeah, some people don't. Yeah. Some people don't. Like, there's definitely people that are just pricks their whole lives. Mm, right. Like, there's there's definitely people right now that I went to high school with that probably assume that I'm still the way I was back then. Right. Because there are people that don't grow. Yeah. So it's not like like it's not like it's incredible to believe that someone in ten years or fifteen years You're saying, well, hasn't grown at all. Like, exactly. you know what I'm saying? It's very possible. But I'm just not one of those people. Like, I don't like to go through life just stagnant being, being and the like same yeah like, right like there's no and and I'm, i do the same with music like there's a direct tree of growth that you see in my music like you can you can listen over a time period and say okay here's where the substance kicked in and here's where it started getting like super personal super real exactly. and super you know what i mean so before we were talking about like uh your voice and and kind of influences and stuff you have like a very guruish sound yeah how do you how did you get that like d- does your pops <laughs> listen to guru my, yeah my pops my pops uh favorite uh rapper is technically uh guru under right. krs1 but um yeah i think that's that's one of my favorite uh mcs because he he had that that street edge to him but it was it was always something conscious like ex girl to my next girl or um skills riot riot act actually um, battle all those all those different songs they just gave me insight and I, I like the grittiness but I also I always struck I always clung onto songs that had that that like immortal technique um dance with the devil right right always had that underlining story or that or that theme like, right, like right, damn right. that shit really happened over Nay by Lost Boys right right like right. I always stuck on to that to that type of uh, sound so guru always had that that ill voice that hits you so i always wanted to really embody that but i I didn't really think i even sounded like him see and and i don't feel like you necessarily sound exactly like him Mm -hmm. i think that it's just 
there's a calmness to Guru's voice yeah. that you don't get in most rappers because what rap is is rap is like angst. Like it's like us constantly like I like we're either yelling or we're like very energetic on a record, but it's mm-hmm. hard to be energetic with a peaceful voice. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like it's like Morgan Freeman. If I, like imagine Morgan <laughs> Freeman mad. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like like imagine Morgan Freeman being mad. Like you can't imagine it because right. it right. would probably just sound super peaceful. And you know what I mean? Even if he was yelling at you, it'd probably be scary. Right. Right. Because he'd probably sound like a murderer. Like right. how are you peaceful and also mad? Like. Right. But you you have that where like you're very like calm even if you're flowing fast even yeah. if you're so uh, listening to your records. Uh, Riaru is how you pronounce it? Liori, yes. Okay. Listening to that one in particular, you have like a very... And this is where I'm kind of trying to tie in your influences, but like that song has Linkin Park vibes. Gotcha. Right? So you sound like Guru mixed with Mike Shinoda, which is like the weirdest mix, but it works for you. Like how, how do you tie in those influences? Like your pops listens to... You said KRS-One and, and Gangstar. And, yeah. And how do you... You obviously found Linkin Park on your own. Yeah. Where do you mesh them? And like, are you even, do you even know that you're meshing them? Honestly, no. Right. Like, um, I, 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 I really can't explain it. It, it's just, it just oozes out of me more times than not. It, it's all indirect, but, um, I, I really don't know. I just, whenever I approach a record, I just try to, um, create a, a mood and an image in my head. Or it's like with, with specifically with um Leoriu, I'm writing to my unborn son in the first verse and my um future wife in reference and it, I, I I just take it there. I just try to take you on, along on this trip and that's all I try to do. And if those influences come out, then I, I just I just got, have to thank the people that do recognize those things because those are heavy influences, whether I try to do that or not. I think, right. I think what you take away from Mike Shinoda, if, especially, is like his he's a good storyteller rapper. Gotcha. And you you do that very well too, and, and that's where I feel like the comparison. It's also from. it's also the way you come into a song. Mm-hmm. Like Mike Shinoda had a way to kind of like lead himself into a record mm-hmm. where it didn't. It sounded like it's it's kind of like a metaphoric fade in. It's like gotcha. the way you come in, like it gets like better and better and better, and then there's like a climax point. And Mike Shinoda used to do that. Like he would get into a record, and then like. Right by the end of it, when it was going into the chorus, yeah. it would hit this like climax, and then it would go into the chorus. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I feel like you have that, but again, like it, it's meshed with Guru because you have that like peaceful, calming voice. Gotcha. Even when you're saying the realest shit, you sound super calm. Yeah, you know, I because early on, early on, you could ask Yumi. I, I was very aggressive. Like it, it was like with Raven. Yeah, it was very, very raw. Like it, it was almost like not yelling, but it was like angry all the high, time high, and that's not the energy I'm trying energy, to give yeah. off like not at, like like you said with um people listening to your music in certain settings I had to make my that's the compromise I made with my voice I was like oh I, I put an Instagram post of just a snippet of a song I was doing and people liked it and I was like oh shit like people might like a calmer me like really just to humanize myself you know what I mean right, if you're right. angry all the time it's like dog I don't even want to listen to that you know, because who wants to be angry all the time? Yeah. So yes, exactly. Give off calm energy. So if somebody's in a calm state, they can take in way more information than if they're hyped up off of drugs or if they hype up just off of adrenaline. Yeah. Right, so right. with my messages and my music, I felt like that's a good combination of being calm, presenting you an image, and taking you so you can apply it to your life. Because my number one rule is never impose my will on anybody. Right. Right. So. 
um, I try to just remain calm and give you a cold message because usually the most chilling shit is when it's delivered to you just like this. Right. Like, yeah, this shit happened to me. Period. Right. Yeah. When you... You obviously punch in in your verses, right? Yeah. <laughs> because the way that you rap, like, it, it's obvious in certain people's flows. Like, if, you, if you're looking at, like, a Twista record... It's impossible. To think, to think that he didn't punch in a million times <laughs> is fucking... It's just not possible. Yeah. Now, a consumer wouldn't know that. You right. know what I mean? Like... Like I'm sure there's someone that's listening to your records. It's like, how the fuck is how he like catching his talking breath? over himself? Yeah. Like, mystique, mystique, <laughs> right. mystique, strictly right. mystique. Which is dope. But like yeah. me as a musician, like I know that you you punch in when okay. So like Loki Ra came here and he he uh, was about to record a verse and he tried this like rapid fire kind of like how how right. you do right. And my question for him was like, how do you plan to perform a song like this? How do you plan to execute that in gotcha. person how do you do that um <laughs> i try to thug it out i try to thug it out um it's it's a learning curve like i mean I, I can't sit here and act like everything was premeditated because i just go with what that moment brings me right. so um performing wise I, i'll really focus on the chorus um and essentially what i'll do is i'll go every Four lines, or depending on how, where my where the breaths are, you know what I mean. It, it's just all um all in my head. Right, right. All the songs I don't don't I don't write, so it's like I'll just go off of what the what the crowd really needs to hear. Like the punchline that's gonna hit them, I'm gonna make sure I, I, I say that one. You know what I mean. And sometimes you gotta it, sometimes you gotta let the um the music breathe. Right. Let them hear the shit that you're actually saying in the speakers, because sometimes it sounds better, especially if you don't have a band behind you. Right. So let them feel that 808. Let them feel the kick. You know what I mean? So just space everything out. Don't oversaturate yourself. Do you feel like having a hype man who knows your records, like word for word, mm -hmm. would benefit you? Um, Depending on the song, yes. Okay. Sometimes people need... I like doing intimate uh, concerts. Like I, rather, I prefer me being on like you know, a little stool and performing certain songs. And then for other songs, you need someone hype as 20. You know what I mean? Right, just, right, right. It's just them turning up. So, but even for the factor of of like breath control, like sometimes it helps. It helps to have someone that knows your records because, like, if there's a part where you don't like, you're running out of breath, and it. they could and they could say that last line, yeah, and helps. then you could come in with the next line. Just having that like crutch of like I could breathe for right. a line, yeah, that's beneficial, you know. And I think that coming into the game you don't really recognize that like majority of rappers do that right like big name rappers the majority of them have the yeah they have background vocals like someone like Jay-Z maybe it's not a hype man on stage with him but maybe like the DJ exactly. knows what he's gonna say next so the DJ says a line and then Jay-Z can catch his breath and exactly. get right back into just it bouncing off each other exactly shit. Yeah. exactly so like sometimes I feel like and that's that's even advice for you like I feel like if you got someone like I'm sure Yumi knows enough of your, your lines that if he right. had a mic with him during a DJ set, like you might be able to like finish yeah. a line or you know what I'm saying? Especially like with songs like anywhere but here. It's yeah. just I was when we performed. I was. I yeah. had no mic, but I was. Right, I was right, like, right. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> saying, I'm saying like that would that would probably benefit. Like, yeah, it helps. like if you guys, yeah, if you guys bounced off each other there, like I feel like that might help For instead sure. rather than like missing parts of it. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like breath right. control. Because it, it looks less professional. It looks it's, you look very raw. You look um almost like an amateur when you're missing your lines and Yeah, nobody wants to walk, go to a show and watch somebody like just stand right out right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's I don't think people understand how difficult it is to like to like actually like breathe during 
performance. Oh, like, it's not easy, it's man. Too it's many things hard, going on. Bro. It's hot in there, first of all. It's hot as shit. You're... You're running out of breath. You, you have to catch you the next one. You gotta hold the mic at a certain length from your face. So you have to remember. Clip. You have to. This is one of the most underrated things that people remember don't get. You have to remember vocals. You have to remember every word to five songs. <laughs> you got two verses, three verses a song. Yeah. How the fuck are you supposed to, as a human being, remember all that? And people also don't take into account, like, it's never going to be how it is when you're recording it. When you record in the studio, you're in one spot. It's you got a million takes. It's chill. You know what I mean? When you're on stage, there's so much going on. There's people looking at you. There's right. fucking cameras out and got shit. social like, anxiety like this. Right. Yeah, some people are awkward. I'm the same. Right I'm now. The same like that's why that shit I, is uncomfortable I started like getting out of the the mold of like performance and shit cause like I just don't like it yeah like the the social anxiety factor of it really. <laughs> see exactly and I'm not either like I recognize that like if I could just be a studio artist where I just make music put Drop it out and people shit. like it and I never have to perform I mm-hmm. would fucking love that you know yeah. what I mean but I know that that's not that's not realistic work, especially in music now right it's not it's more that's, only, that's the only place you're getting your money on shows it's more awkward for y'all cause y'all gotta like Interact with people and right? yeah, like, DJing or doing making beats is one thing. See, but, like, but I would say it's more awkward for you. I see. I would say the opposite because when you're a producer and you're sitting there with like, like just a beat pad, yeah, all eyes that. are really on you. Yeah, man. and it's you like no one wants to watch a guy just fucking twiddle knobs for 20 minutes. Like <laughs> that's why, I, like when I want when I perform, like I want to try to make it a different experience. I want, I want visuals or lights or right, something right, right. cool to go, yeah. something else going on besides just Shotgun. looking at me fucking doing my. Well, I think like, I think that there's a conflict because as a producer, you want people to see it as music, not just the background. Not beats. Yeah, exactly. Right, like, right, right. And I feel like at a performance like that. Because there's not much that you can do in terms of like space. Like, what are you supposed to like? Are you supposed to like hit a knob really quick and then like fucking yeah. wave your hand? Like, yeah, you know like, what I mean, there's like not at, much you can how, do. Look at how like he, he, he was dancing all over. I love that shit though. That like, shit was dope, but that's not everyone's personality. Yeah, I can't do that. Right, right, right. Like that's his personality, and and even with 19808, there's people that are thrown off by just beats. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like people come to that show. My my whole theory with the show was like we need producers and we need rappers because i want this to be a complete hip-hop mm-hmm. session like i don't that want shit it took to me back to the underground like it really and, did and bro it's so dope when like that actually comes to fruition like because i don't think people knew that that's what they were coming to see right yeah. which i like i like that they didn't know that like they thought that yumi was a, a rapper they thought that everybody, 1908 was a rapper. Singer, yeah. or a singer or a rapper exactly like they did not know that they were coming to see beat i didn't even know <laughs> i had people i had people approach me after the show my boy zay he's like he's like bro i see what you're doing with like the production sets like he's like i see like i see it all and he's yeah. like that shit is so dope and it's like to me it's just bro i'm i'm from the hip like i'm from hip-hop like i'm right. from like the hip-hop mold i'm i'm from where the producer got respect. I'm from where, like, the producer could do a set and it would be, f- like, fucking cool. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not from this, like, new generation where, where it's like... just a rapper on the spotlight. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, I don't even understand it, really. I don't understand how There's that There's some that DJ, whole you know, that you don't know spinning your shit. Like, right. And it's like, it, you'll never care who that DJ is. Mm-hmm. You know and what they'll saying? never care who you are. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? It's, 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 that, that disconnect is just going to be right. fucking. It's a crazy like, disconnect, yeah. though. Like, yo, if you go to see, say, like, we went to the Roots picnic, right? And uh, oh no way, we went to the Roots Joe picnic. Joe Budden was there, right? I went, I went last year actually, but uh, this year Joe Budden was there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But last year when we went, like, the DJs for every artist are are people you've never seen and never heard of in your life. Yeah, like. 
the fuck are you supposed to do with that? You know what I mean? That's like, such <laughs> a weird thing, though, because the DJ held so much importance Dog, back was, in the day. That was the that was the main part of the show right. back then. Mm-hmm. Like nobody cared about the rappers. But think about it: DJs from like the '90s are well known. Yeah. DJs from now, no one knows who the fuck they are. No, That's no, fucking no. crazy yeah, to me. It's sad, you know, like unless you're in the EDM world. Like EDM is a completely right. different story. You got Steve Aoki, shit like that. Like DJs right. that people are well aware of. You know, I mean, hip hop is like producer based, but it's like at the same time, it's not like you know producers are making music that people like. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. like like dance music. You know what I mean? Like hip hop producers in a night, they made music for people to jam to at a party. You right, know what I mean, right, no one's right. gonna be. What are you gonna do when there's a whole room and full, like room full of people and it's just trap music playing? Yeah, like what's good? What, <laughs> like you know what how I mean? How hard like, is it as a producer to transition to like DJing a set? It's not as hard as you would think. I mean, for me, it was just like I'm looking at it like me playing a set, a DJ set for myself, and you know. If I'm, produce, if I'm doing it for him, it's just like, all right, well, he's going to be there. So I have to consider certain things like like when he comes in, what he's going to do. For example, I fucked up a, <laughs> I fucked up a song you played live on that, that May 4th set. I didn't fuck up the song. I thought I did, but That's I did Autumn Leaves. Autumn Leaves. The end of oh, Autumn God. Leaves. And I, fuck, I was like, fuck, I forgot he goes on at this part. And then like, I turned it back down. It's like stuff like that. You got to consider certain areas where he's going to be doing certain things you got why what, what did you do you faded it out i like turned on this delay effect on this one part it was just like really quiet but he was just like coming in like please leave <laughs> oh, oh yeah that yeah, part the end part and i turned the delay on so i heard him doing it i was like oh fuck i turned it back <laughs> down but it's stuff like that you got to consider that there's it's not just you anymore now it's like someone else so you gotta, how hard is that because you come from production so you're used to it always being just you i mean the first that was my first time doing it so it was hard but i mean i feel like now that i'm like the same here that was yeah, my first show shit. yeah like so we that was your first show yeah word so it's dope yeah, yeah. So see I, I didn't like, I didn't know I knew it was your first set I didn't know it was your first set yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. fucking crazy yeah. <laughs> but it's like that's what, a dope experience to have with an artist that you work with like for mm-hmm. you both to do your first show at the that same shit, time he was a comfort like I, I'm not even gonna lie like having him by my side there just made shit a, 100% a yeah. of, like, more. but just think about even even to recognize like the first time we ever performed was at the same place like that wow. that's a dope well, that was Memory. that was my second exactly. one, but I feel like my first one before that prepared me for that one with him. Right, I was right, like, right. You know, I feel like all right now. Now that I'm not, I know that I'm comfortable on up there. It's going to be easier for him to know. Your that, first set was the Jersey City one, the Jersey but that City, was like yeah. what 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, so yeah. that's the only the only issue. Like when you're performing for 15 minutes, you're not really getting shit off. Like for a yeah. rapper, 15 minutes is like four songs. Yeah, it's like. You know what I mean? Like, what can I teach you in four songs? Right. You know? It's just being in front in of people party, in general. In a party environment. Though. Right. Like, that's yeah. a, that's the it's being in front shit. of people in general. Like, I never, ever performed in front of other people until right. then. And then, like, right. even the May 4th show, even more people were there. Like, yeah. That kind of fucked me up. But I was, was like, no you know what? I'm not going to fold on that. Fright. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. He's just like... Stage fright will never go away, though. Bro. Like, it, like it's it's... That sucks to say because it's like, yo, you know that like scared thing that's never going to happen. Cars, that anxiety, like my feet. I'm like, yo, should I smoke? Should I not? I'm bro, like, yeah, I'm just going. I'm to telling this. you, I could do a show right now. Like, like, yo, we did the Jersey City show, and uh, this Godfieri told me that I was going to be on his set, mm-hmm. but for some reason, when he like, all right, he when told it, me he told me weeks in advance, right? And I'm like, all right, word, I'll be ready, whatever. I forgot. <laughs> and like the day of the day of he tells me again like he says it in person he's like yeah I'll just like let you know when to like go on and I was like yeah, yeah, yeah word and I forgot like I didn't yeah. I, like I didn't know what the fuck he was you. talking about like, like I, yeah, yeah, yeah I got you I yeah got I was you, like let me know when to go on I just thought that I was performing after him right. so I was like I'm like alright like 
whatever. He's going to tell me when to go on. Yeah. And then when he starts playing the beat like, that oh, we shit, did together, I was like, fuck, man. Like, I, yo, I, people don't know this, but like, I went back and I was listening to the record in my <laughs> ear, trying to remember the words to the record. Like, I didn't know, because, mm. we, yo, we had just put it out a week prior. Yeah. And I, oh, I, yeah. It, it was, was one of those things where I sent them, like, they, they asked me to hop on it. I hopped on it, sent them the record back, and I didn't really, like, listen to it because I wanted to listen to it when it came out. Like, yeah. I, it wasn't, like, a record that I, like, listened to a million mm. times, and I just kind of sent them, like, Raws, right. whatever. So when, yeah, when, when I had to perform, first off, bro, they were, like, I feel like when I went to perform that song in particular, mm -hmm. the most people were there. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, a shitload of people, and... I'm already of like the understanding. I don't know any of the words to this song. Like, oh fuck! So now I'm looking. <laughs> that's why I performed it twice. Yeah. Because I said I turned to to Fred and I was like, "Yeah, that shit was trash, bro." And he's like, "You want to run it back?" And I'm like, "I guess." Yeah. Like, yeah. Fucking, <laughs> it's not like I'm gonna know it more, not but like, yeah, out. I could try. Not like, going out like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I tried to run it back, but even running it back, like I still didn't know all the words. And yo, people don't get that like. Knowing the words is like one of the biggest battles to performing. Oh, then on top of that, you got all these people staring at you. Bro, I was panicking. Yeah. Like, I, I think I called Yumi like uh, I think a day or two prior, because, like I said, without writing, I was like, dude, I don't know any of, and I punch in, so I right. don't write, and I and I and I punch in, so I'm like, dude, I don't remember the chorus. I'm I'm I'm, I'm up in the morning, playing like Ghost. I was playing, um, fucking what else was I playing? Uh, autumn leaves. I was just trying to remember everything, and yeah. when it time, I, I feel like I did a pretty good job of right. remembering lyrics. But I go, I rap so fast. It's like you're gonna miss something. And right, right. You no, got no. people looking you dead in your face. I'm like, all right, now I'm looking at the ground. Now I'm looking yeah. at you. Know, you know and what then, I mean? And then on the producer side of that situation, it's like on my side, it's like, all right, I gotta remember which songs are the next. I gotta remember which buttons are which, so I don't fuck up and then end the song early. Cause right, I can't right, just right. go back where I left off. I'm gonna have to stop everything and it's gonna be awkward. Like right. you gotta consider those kind of things from my standpoint anyway. Like yeah. right. that's where I was fucking up at. I just kept like I, that's why I wasn't looking around. I was just focused. You gotta like, right, find someone. Next, you know what like I mean? what I learned is you you gotta find somebody that's just matching your energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just to rap to them, look around, and then go back to them. Like see if they still locked in. You know. Yeah. What there's mean? also there's also a trick that like I try to utilize when I'm performing where. You ever been, you ever been laying down and there's like a piece of like say you're laying down in your bed right and there's a piece of the blanket, like right in your direct view, mm -hmm. but because both your eyes are focused on the TV, you could see like kind of through it, like yeah. around it a yeah. little bit. There's a way when you're performing to look into the crowd and not look at anyone. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you just like, like if I'm looking like yeah if I'm looking like this right now like it seems like I'm looking at you but I'm looking directly at that wall right <laughs> and. It gives them the idea that you're still with them, right. but you're blanking everyone out. Exactly. It's really fucking hard to do because yeah. there's so much shit going on that you don't want to like be like considering that, but yeah. there's a way to do it. But my thing with like the, the anxiety that kicks in when you're performing, the only way I've been able to cope with that over time is just getting really drunk because mm -hmm. it gets rid of your nerves. Oh, yeah. But I've gotten so fucked up in the past that like Forget then I, like, I'm either slurring words or I'm forgetting what I'm... So it's like it's not... A foolproof yeah, thing. Like it's right. like either way, you're gonna fuck up somehow. Something, you know. Right. So it's like you better like you're better off getting good at it sober. Yeah. Because killing the nerves just is gonna lead to like other fuck shit. You right. know. It's gonna make you relying on it whenever you have to go up. One of my like one of my best shows that I, I did was at this place in Seacock. It's called the Blue Room. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember like I was already so fucked up on stage that like I asked someone for a drink. Like I was like, Yo, anyone got a drink? Like I just need because I was like 
dying of thirst. Like it was like two or three records in. I think I had like a forty-five minute set. Damn. So yes. I'm like, I'm like two or three minutes in. I'm like, I'm like, yo, someone got something to drink, and this kid gives me a shot of like fucking whiskey, right? Oh, wow. Yo, I take the shot, and immediately I just jump off the stage. I go get a cup, and I throw up in the cup. Damn. And then I hop back on stage and continue to perform. But that's how <laughs> fucked up I used to get. That like. Any extra liquor would have put me over the edge. Holy you know what shit. I'm saying? <laughs> and that, that was the only way that I was capable of actually like being focused. Being, like, yeah, yeah, like being a, like alive on stage because otherwise I'm always just like thinking about shit too much. Yeah, More. I'm like always thinking about like fuck. Do I know the words? Fuck. Are they looking at me weird? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, this record. Like, right. 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 There's so many things as an artist that you go through and that, and everyone just thinks like, oh, it's easy, just play, like just do the music. Ah, right, yeah, you, know? you go and play it, and then right. right. <laughs> they keep you you're interested tired. though, like this shit is different. Yeah, man, it's hard. So that's, but that's actually like cool to realize that that was your first show. Yeah, I didn't know, but I will say the one thing that does get easier is just like being in front of that many people. Oh yeah, it, yeah. it's like the the mental aspect of it will always kind of be there, but like mm. knowing like. Knowing how to be in a room and kind of work the crowd a little bit, like, that comes with practice. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I kind of treated it like uh, um, how I treat, like, uh, my football games when I was playing. I, I was just basically, after the first snap of the ball, he was like, all right, shit, I'm in it now. Like, right, yeah, right, right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I can't go back if I yeah, want yeah, to. Yeah, I'm already out here. Right, like, right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. Might as well do a flip or something. You know yeah, and, the, and the crowd <laughs> was great. I'm not even going to lie. Like, they, they, like, once you told them, you know, hey, everybody come up here, you know what I mean? They was really supportive, and that shit helped out. I hate, I hate people that play the wall at a performance, because it's like... Why are you here? Exactly. Like, like yo, I hate the... I'm here to support, but I'm not going to support. Yeah, like, you just hear your 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 presence is not the support. You have right, right, right. Like, show love, bro. Like, and also, you're love. fucking here. Like, yeah, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you wanted to fucking not be part of this. Right. You might as well stand the fuck up. If, like, yeah, if you didn't want to be part of this, you could have stayed boy. home. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I hate like, that shit. And I hate people that leave the show after their homie performs. It's like, bro, like, like that's not support. Yeah, that's like, not support. Right, y'all could have wrapped that shit in the basement. Exactly. And and also, you're missing out on a bunch of dope art that you like, could right. like exactly like you're just completely saying to yourself like they're not going to be dope so right. i'm going to leave right. like you're not giving yourself the credit that that you actually deserved of being like a fan of music you know what right. i mean Word. like i don't know that shit just always bothers me that show kind of changed my perspective on performing live that's where i was just like you know i think i just want to dj for like like niggas like kari mm-hmm. from nong he was like oh all right, the producers are over. Everybody come to the front. And everybody started coming up. I'm like, wow. Like, you know what? That really opened my eyes to people's perception yeah. of, like, listen, like, pr- producers live and shit. about music. Yeah, and, like, producers live sets. And it's like, I'm not, I wasn't, like, super discouraged by it. I was just like, you know what? I need to try a different approach if See, I'm going to succeed doing shit I, like this. I, I recognized I mean? that they didn't understand the dynamic of a producer. Yeah, like, like when, when I went up and said that, I'm, I'm looking at everyone, and I'm, I'm understanding that in their brain... The producer is just playing music for it's them to kind of like DJ walk music. around, yeah, like and background music. Yeah, exactly. Like, like they don't get that it's a performance it's and an artist. Yeah, right. So I understood that, and th- like that's why I had to like, like yo, the producers are no- like now you don't have a fucking excuse. Like I can understand if you didn't get the dynamic of the producer, but yeah. like now there's no excuse because there's a fucking person rapping yeah, in front. Like, like, there's you know someone there now. Like, right, right, right. <laughs> like they're talking directly to you. You can't fucking action. sit in the back right. and just like act like they're not talking to you. Right, you yeah, know? like and it. Bro, I've done shows for five people, and you're just like you don't want to be there. 
Yeah. Like, it just seems stupid. It's like, yo, I could, we can leave and I could do this for you guys Outside anywhere else. Yeah, free. yeah. Like, <laughs> and I won't have half the anxiety that I have right now. Word. You know what I mean? It's like, we don't have to be here. So when the whole crowd doesn't walk toward the front and they're all kind of chilling in the back staring at you, it's just like, it's Why just like, here? it throws off the whole like, show. Yeah, yeah, it throws off the whole show, you know? Yeah. All right. I feel like we should have probably dedicated way more time to uh, 95 Sound, but that's going to be the last question before we get out of here. I just want to know, uh, what is 95 Sound? Where does the name come from? What is it comprised of? Who is it comprised of? All right, so 95 Sound was originally my idea for a, um, an all-producer collective. Back, I started this in back 2015. And um, I wanted it to originally be like an all-producer collective from around the world. I wanted it to be, because I was about it during a time where I was heavy into producing and I was really into what was going on in the, in the scene and shit. So I gathered a bunch of... Um, Producers from everywhere, from Europe to, you know, the U.S., Canada, everywhere, got a bunch of beats. We dropped the tape. And after the tape came out, that was when I realized, like, I wasn't really, that wasn't an idea that I was fully behind. You know what I mean? Because it was like, I felt like I, I knew there was too much difficulty having to, having, I, I, first of all, I was younger. I was young, about 19, 20, when mm. 95 Sound originally started. I knew then I didn't have what it took to run a business or you know, manage people overall. So it was just like, you know, I fell back off of the idea. And then, you know, recently when I started coming together with Kari and Kamiya and Jared, those are two guys who were originally in the original incarnation of 95 Sound. And for a while, I wanted to kind of turn it into like a record label. And that was my original plan when we started coming in together. But then I saw how much chemistry we all had together. And I felt like, you know, this, is, this could be like just a group a group of people who like it could be closer to my original vision, but this time we got Kari involved, you know, yeah. and he's like. Do you like, think that turning it into a record label? Because obviously, I mean, we were talking a little bit uh, before the show, but when you make something a business, mm -hmm. uh, that's when people start to kind of like get sketched out. Yeah, like yeah. they think that they need to be part of every business plan, or, or you're, trying, like, you're trying to control exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. And it's like so, it's not like that, you know. I wanted it to be. And when I say I want it to be a regular label, I want it to be. I want it to be profitable for everybody involved. Right. And like, this, is, this is what I was going like, to ask. Yeah. This is what I was going to ask. Like, if you were to turn it into a record label, with you being the CEO, because you thought of the idea of Ninety Five Sound, do mm -hmm. you think that the artist in Ninety Five Sound would be against that idea, or do you think that they'd be for that notion? I mean, I would hope that they would be for the notion, but I mean, at the same time, we all kind of at this point, we're all kind of all in it. On I think on we, it. I think we'd be all for it. Yeah, because I, I want, like I said, ultimately with that goal, I would want everybody to profit off of their own stuff, their own way. You know See, what I mean? I don't want to be that person that's like controlling, like, oh, you can't do this, do that, and right, you gotta, right, or right. like, you know, like, like his his More release, like a protection. Yeah, honestly. like his his release schedule, for example, is fucking insane. He'll hit me up on a, any given day, like, yo, Friday, <laughs> dropping the track. I'm like, yeah. all right, like, I'm not gonna tell him no. You right. know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like, you know, I kind of want things to be like organized, structured, right, structured right, right. so it's not like we're just doing shit without promotion or doing right. shit and it's not going to go anywhere. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, I would, back, well, to your question, I would, I, I would hope that they're supportive. I think they would be because ultimately we're all going to benefit from it that way. You know what I mean? Like, right. that's not like I'm sitting back and raking in cash off for their work. Like, right. there's no, we all, Compliment each other, yeah. right? And that's that's something that that more people need to understand. There is no cash to rake in. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like it's like what you think. 
that you sign a contract and then all of a sudden this fucking bundle of money comes out of nowhere. Like, like no, no, that's not right. how it works. We're just signing contracts to make things legitimate. Like, right. yeah, like you know. So we have a standing when we walk into an office and we have a product to offer them. Right, like, exactly. Right, right. People and don't want to talk unless it's on paperwork. Exactly. exactly. And I feel like I feel like people don't necessarily understand. Like, okay, if you made ninety five sound an LLC, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you can't make uh, Mencare uh, LLC as well. Right. There's ways to structure business where you don't have to necessarily, like, it's not like you own him because he's still he's in charge of right. his own brand. Exactly. Distribution. Right, right, right. And you, there's agreements that you can come to. And that's the easiest way to go about business because it's like, I'm allowing, I'm not, it's not my job to allow you to do anything, but it's like, it's like you're you're going to be your own entity, yeah, right? right? I'm going to be my own entity, but you're also going to fall under the umbrella of my entity. Exactly. You know, right. that, I just feel like with business, you have to structure it a way that it like it's understand, uh, understood by everybody. Because yeah. I think that that's where people run into an issue. They like, they think that there's a lot of ego with business. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's so like you, you got to kind of... I can't do better than this. That, that's what's right, right, right. Yeah, like... So I, I would... I'm only telling you this from a standpoint of, of someone who has an LLC. Yeah. I would definitely push to get an LLC. That's, I've been yeah, considering I was that. Him about it. I, I was, was considering, like, I was considering that because I've had this talk with a couple of people lately. It's just like, you know, I'm learning to, day to day, I'm learning more and more about what it would take for me to be able to fully run. I could teach you everything business. you need to know. I'm not even joking. Yeah. Like, I, I did my, my first year. I've been of, meaning to talk to you about it because yeah. I know you, you got my the first, LLC yeah, from Yeah, my LLC first year of, of LLC actually was like super smooth. And it's like really not as hard as people think it would be. Mm-hmm. Like, Yo, we're, we grow up thinking that so many things are unattainable because it's like we're never taught this shit. You know what I mean? Things. But it's so fucking easy. Like, right. like yo, check this out. I, I got the LLC and I said to myself, I don't need a business uh, accountant. I'm just going to do my own taxes through TurboTax, right? Yeah. So I do my taxes through TurboTax. And uh, at the end, I'm of the understanding that I have what's called an S-Corp, right? Yeah. Rather than just a regular LLC. Mm-hmm. So I go, fuck, like, this is for a regular LLC. I got to send this over. And my return was going to be $3,000. Yeah. 3200 actually. So instead, I go to a business accountant. Because I'm like, fuck, I have an S-Corp, whatever. So I send this to a business accountant, right? Yeah. He hits me up and goes, all right, so uh, we're going to be able to get you back $3,000. Yeah. And he's like, and I go, uh, I go, but with an S-Corp, I should get more, no? And he goes, oh, you don't have an S-Corp. You have an LLC. Mm. So, pretty much, I was able to get myself back more money than a business accountant. Mm. And that's not even... He had to get paid. Yeah. So, the 3000 he's getting me is two, 200 less than I was able to get myself back. And then, on top of that, I got to give him 350 Yeah. So, it's like... <laughs> you just so, it's like, I did your job better than you. Yeah. And... It's like that. I'm just saying all this to say it's not hard. Like, yeah. like running a business, doing you know, it's really just like you know, Well, it's just it's just keeping receipts. Mm. It's just understanding what goes in what category. It's understanding what you can pay for. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. It's understanding what fits. Like, if you're, for instance, if uh, if you come through, right, and I buy pizza, right, swipe it on the business card. That pizza is a business expense because you're an artist. I'm meeting with you, and that's for the artist, right? Now, if I go out the next day and I get pizza and I swipe it on the business card, and then the next day I get fucking Burger King and I swipe it on the business card, at some point, 
it's no longer for the artist. It's for you. It's right. for me. Yeah, like so your personal can't be on there. Yeah, gotcha. but every single time that you come through that you want pizza, I could swipe it on the business card, and that's like a legitimate expense. Yeah. Gotcha. So the things you could write off is pretty much like. Yo, as artists, we're constantly buying new gear. We're constantly buying fucking headphones. We're constantly buying this. That's Word. all business. Yeah. That's all business. that's all contributing to the work. Exactly. Dude, check this out. If you guys said, I'm going to go to France and meet with Kamaya, mm-hmm. that's a business expense. It is. Word. Damn, right. That plane flight is a business expense. <laughs> 764. The food, the food that you eat over there is a business expense. Word. Yeah. Everything about that that trip is a business trip. So Damn. that's all written off. So I, I'm saying all that to say to any artist out there, it's smart. If you're a musician who buys gear, if you're a musician who pays expenses for any part of your life, it's smart to get an LLC. Yeah. Bro, my, my tax return without my job, I mean, with my, my nine to five without the business mm-hmm. was 1900 Damn! Wow. So an extra thousand, Off just because I, I have an LLC. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Well, now a thousand doesn't sound like that much, nah. but when you think about it being a third of the fucking of your return, yeah, like that's, that's yeah, a lot. Like, you know I was what I mean? <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, that's how I got the friends. I use my tax return. <laughs> that's Word. and that's what I'm saying. And and yo, it's not it's not like you need any like type of credential. Like you don't need to have like business stature. experience or stature because. With an LLC, they expect you to take a loss for the first three to five years. Yeah. Because no business is profitable in the first year. That'd be fucking insane. For real. So they expect it. So you're allowed to take a loss. Gotcha. After five years, they say to you, like, you're, you're not good at this, like, enough. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. because obviously, if you're not profiting for five years, they're going to be like, yo, like, you're just Give not a good up. business. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, exactly. Like, more profitable. Like, you can't just stop. keep getting money from the government when yeah. you're not good at what you're doing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But. If you can, if you continue to to do an LLC, like yeah, for at least five years until you're you're making a profit, you're able to take a loss. So there's no reason why any artist doesn't get an LLC. It's expensive at first, like it's like seven hundred for the LLC. But if you do it through LegalZoom, mm-hmm. you could break it up into uh, payments. payments. Mm. So I broke mine into like six payments. Oh, wow. 700 into six payments like 150 everyone like that's not yeah, bad you know what I mean yeah. so I'm just saying like it's a good idea you and paid I would 750 for LLC I think I paid 700 that's not bad wow yeah that's not bad at all if Holy you do shit. it right. yeah if you do and it other ways by four, yeah, like, like, yeah exactly <laughs> that's like, crazy I would definitely go about that mm-hmm. and and like I said every every artist in 95 Sounds should go about an LLC like I don't know what 100%. that what that process is like in France obviously yeah but over here it just makes sense it, like it's just a good business decision, and yeah. and everyone who's not doing that is just losing money at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you know, especially us, like me, Kamiya, you know, we get a lot of high plays on like streaming platforms and shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like that yeah, is that is very true, and that's all income too. Yeah, like you can mark that as income. Like like streaming maybe made me like three hundred dollars last year. What? But that's all income. Yeah. So like that goes into your loss, like. Like, all right, how, how the government does LLC, like how they look at it mm-hmm. when tax season comes is how much you made, how much you lost. How much do you make at your day job that got taxed mm-hmm. and how much of that was given to the business, yeah. right? So say I make 50000 and I spent 20000 on my mm-hmm. business, right? I only made 30000 Yeah. So they overtaxed me. Oh, uh, damn. 
You understand? Because yeah. they should have taxed me on thirty thousand, because that's yeah. what I that's actually what made. Yeah. So now there's twenty thousand that is not supposed to be taxed. You don't get the twenty thousand back, mm-hmm. but there's a percentage of that twenty thousand that you do get back because mm-hmm. it was. It's obviously not supposed to be taxed. Yeah. Right. So that's basically how it works. And like once you break down the numbers, it, it in turn gives you more money than you were supposed than, than you got back on your tax return. That's fucking crazy. Right. And yeah, and it just it's just like it's like a foolproof way to just get money back that you deserve because you're actually going about a business. Now, yeah. for someone who's doing this, like, on some, like, fraudulent shit, oh, yeah. where just, like, <laughs> writing shit off, like, oh, I have a landscaping business and you really don't? Like, yeah. it's like, like I, can't, I can't help you. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Word. But as far as the LLC goes, like, it's a really good idea. I would definitely look into it. I yeah, certainly sure. will. Um, anything else to say about uh, 95 Sound? I just want people to keep an open mind to what we're doing because what we're doing is not that different anyway. You know, I mean, I'm not saying like 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 we take influences about from the things around us that we are are exposed to that we find good. You know, like for example, we're all inspired to one way or another by trap music and the current era music. But it's like what we what we are inspired by the the positive sides of it. We're not inspired by the the violence or the fucking you know the stupid. The stupid gimmicky shit that people do to get over. Now we're not inspired by. It. We're inspired yeah. by the crap. We're inspired by, you know, Kamiya from France. He's inspired by like the percussion and the melodies and all that shit. Jared's the same way. I'm the same way. He vibes off of our sound in the same way. And it's like you know, our music is very just, just deep. But it's like, good, good deep. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like, it's not bullshit music. It makes like, and it's not. It's not like. Um, just like any, it, it, I feel like we, I feel like we make very open music, and, it, and it's easy to it, it, get into about, while being different at the same time. Right, right. Yeah. Um, you could come to ninety five sound for great music, and that, that's all that matters. Um, me and Yumi got a song, Patience, uh, dropping on July second. Um, you should have a project coming in July as well, right? Yeah, I'll, that's also our, our, our <laughs> summer is looking very, very. Yeah, modest. I gotta plug you in. I got an EP dropping with Kamiya uh-huh. on the twenty eighth. I got um, Pray with uh, Jared dropping on the twelfth of July. I got another um, song dropping on the sixth with Kamiya. But it's gonna be a real busy summer. July for us, for is sure. the month of, of Kari for the most part. <laughs> I'll be dropping Limitless EP on uh, July fifteenth. And, you know, most of what work we're doing towards the summer is being built towards a secret project that we will be unveiling so, very yeah. soon. Don't. 95 Sound Radio is a pro, is very imminent. I knew I knew you was going to get on me about that eventually, but we still we, we got we're pulling it together now. Yeah, we're looking yeah I at, definitely hit you up. Like yeah, months after <laughs> like, the first mix. I'm going to remind you. Yeah. Yeah. The first mix should be coming soon as well. August is when the first mix will be coming out. And just describe that real quick for people that don't so know 95 what you're Sound about. Radio is basically going to be you know four there's three there's three producers in 95 Sound one rapper. Three producers and Kari, you know, yeah, put right. put together a playlist of music that's either ours, you know, if it's unreleased, released, and, and, and in general, just music from people that we fuck with, music that inspires us, music from like, artists in our areas, you know what I mean? And where is this going to be released? This is going to be released on our SoundCloud, 95 Sound, on SoundCloud, you know, 95, I mean, SoundCloud.com slash 95 forever. But, you know, like, it's the same shit. We're just going to be releasing just music to get people pumped up for our imminent release exactly. coming towards the end of the summer. Dope. Yeah. But. Okay, uh, plug plug your uh, socials and everything that people can find you at. Um, you can find me at M-E-N-K-A-R-E underscore on everything. Minkari. And you can find me at newly renamed You May Forever on everything. It's just, The forever is included 
on everything. Word. I appreciate you guys for doing this. No doubt. Thank it's you. not easy to talk for this long and you know, like answer <laughs> questions about yourself. Yeah. But, but yeah, I definitely appreciate you guys. And, uh, and you guys were signing out. So of course, peace bro. out, guys. Thank you.